Welcome back, people. It is episode four of season three of the Tassie Squad podcast. When you will be listening to this, it will be Thursday, January 26th. Vinny. Yes. We're back. We're back, man. Uh, this one is actually episode four. So <laughs> last yeah. week you probably heard, nice you heard my voice get dubbed into there. Um, you know, that's the magic of post-editing. So that's how we kind of did that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. Uh, wild weekend in the NFL. Some, a lot of baseball talk actually to get to today. Um, some good, some bad. So I'm really excited to get after it. Oh, we're ready to get after events. And I mean, to your point, wild playoff weekend. Uh, it was bananas. And as we're starting to get to the dog days of the NFL season here, it's getting pretty intense. So we actually have a lot to get into in that front. But I'm getting kind of sad. I'm not going to lie. This is always a sad time of the year. Yeah, it's like three more weeks and one of them isn't even like a legitimate one. So we're just really we're holding on to straws here, dude. Yeah, I don't know what the NFL is thinking this year. It's like trying to give us flag football and like we should be excited or something. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the Pro Bowl sucks anyway, but now it's going to be like so much worse. Uh, the last whatever. like it's really no good year, the last really good year of the Pro Bowl is when Sean Taylor, RIP, uh, destroyed yeah. that punter. Yeah, and, uh, holy fuck! Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was the that was the greatest. That was like twenty years Pro ago, Bowl. probably maybe more. Yeah, I know. Make me feel older than I am, Vince. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for that. We're all aging so, at the same pace, Mike. You know, I got grayer hair than most, but to your point, I'm with you. I'm with you. Silver kid. Fox. Silver Fox. Always. That's, that's me. Count it. That's me. What can I say? What can I say? 31 year old Silver Fox crushing life. Anyways, Boom. we do have some NFL news to talk about, though. Yes. So the GM and, and this is kind of more so shit we got to talk about. I wouldn't consider this a strange and unusual. It's relatively strange, but more just shit talk. (laughs) It is a bunch of shit talking. So the GM of the Buffalo Bills, gentleman by the name of Brandon Bean, basically stated in his post-game slash end-of-year press conference as to why the offense is lacking that uh, he doesn't want to suck that bad to draft a player like Jamar Chase, which I thought was pretty awesome. It's funny. It's definitely funny. Um, but, I mean, I think he wants Jamar Chase too, though. <laughs> There's like a double-edged sword here. Um, Stephon Diggs is obviously a god. The Bengals wide receiver room's a lot better um, than the Bills. But, yeah, I don't know. It came off as a little salty because they lost. You know what I'm saying? It, did. Like, it was funny, but it was salty. Mm-hmm. To your point, a little salty, but it was more comical than it was anything. Maybe because it was a little salty. Yeah. The fact that yeah, you like, can tell he's you know, feeling it out. <laughs> he's a little jelly, kind of like the guy defending his situation if he fucked up. Like, it's kind of that vibe where he's like, well, yeah, well, I don't want to suck that bad to draft players that good in a way. <laughs> Which makes sense. That's I mean, the way they were it. atrocious like three years ago, two years ago, whatever year he got drafted. I think two years ago, they were really bad, and then they turned it around quick. So I get it to a point, but it's not like this is a formula that people are going to follow, and the Bills aren't going to be that bad in a very long time. So <laughs> it's kind of like he's already set. But you can get 
like good receivers mid mid to late first round if you find the right ones. So I guess it's a catch twenty two because people thought Jamar Chase was overdrafted and he wasn't the right pick anyway that year anyway. So I no, even no. had criticisms on it. I mean, we had just started the pot at that point. Yep. And I even criticized it. I was like, is it the right pick? You they don't know, but then again. Yeah, they like, did. a lineman. Yeah. And they drafted um, Eddie Oliver out of uh, Houston, who's still yep. a stud in the league to this day. But with all of that being said, like, I don't know. I, I don't think that the coaching in Buffalo is superior as everybody thinks it is. Yeah, this is – and this is the first time I've been hearing it too. It's like the Sean, the Sean McDermott uh, – train is getting a little off the rails here people are definitely talking a little smack about it maybe he's not the right guy maybe they shouldn't have had a defensive head coach all of those things maybe Dable was a better idea than McDermott in the first place I'm not going to go that far they're a really good team obviously it just didn't work out well for them the last couple of years and the AFC's tough man it's it's a lot harder than the NFC in my opinion at this point I think we're at even teams but as a as a whole I think the AFC is just considerably better well, to your point, I don't think one division is better than the other. I think to compete in the NFL is one of the most difficult things you could possibly do. Sure, sure. With all that being said, though, to our discussion, our defensive coach is kind of an afterthought anymore in the NFL. In a lot of ways, yeah. I mean, if we're looking at it now, Sirianni, an offensive guy. Uh, we Dog. got... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. he is at this point. You were also Dog. hating on him a long time ago. So at this point, hey, he's growing plants. He's growing some Those of the shit that he was buddy. saying in the media. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we got enough Sirianni talk to come. Yeah, but I'm just saying, is the offensive coach kind of the play to go? I mean, the Bears will fuck it up because that's what we do. Sure. But with all that being said. That's what we're looking. I mean, that's what we're looking at right now. Like, I mean, obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Zach Taylor's an offensive guy too. So we're looking at like, yeah, we're looking at a lot of, a lot of guys now where it's like all of those coaches that are coaching elite teams tend to be offensive guys. And then you get a Matt Nagy in the mix where that doesn't work out well either. So it's obviously, yeah, yeah, that was, he's probably still saying that to Pat. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's, that's (laughs) the thing we're sitting, we're sitting in a situation right now where, all of the coaches are offensive coaches because Shanahan's like the offensive coach. So Shanahan's like the mastermind. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it. there was, there was an interview um, about his time in Cleveland um, when he, they wanted to run the same offense with Manziel that they had with Robert Griffin, the third, and he was just breaking it down. Like, you know, Robert Griffin, the third has speed where he can get around on the outside. He's a different running type of quarterback. Like I can't run the same offense with him, And I just, it's good to hear a guy break it down in football terms where you're like, yeah, he is a genius and he is getting the proper shine that he deserves. He just needs to get that win under his belt here. Johnny Manziel is also a smidge of a degenerate. Anyways, he liked them. Uh, he liked him. He said, oh, he, he, I mean, he's probably a nice kid. I mean, he comes from, you know, a good area in Texas. His dad's like some mega lawyer or some shit. But Johnny just couldn't put down the bottle and the weed. And, you know, he had like, Drake writing songs about him. I just think like the clout and the fame, all yeah. of fame got to the fame. I think it did. And to your point in that same interview, Kyle, Han- Kyle Shanahan states, I think he was overdrafted and with the yeah, pressure of being overdrafted, I think that's what aided to him being 
basically terrible. And he also went to Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, you're kind and of we doomed. know the track record. It's like the Bears drafting a quarterback outside of fields. It's like, yeah, like, <laughs> what do you expect? Don't even put that Maloikyo out there. We'll we'll get to it, though. But it's already but, out there, Mike. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry to tell man. you. <laughs> I, I I mean, listen, he he's the best thing that the Bears have had in a really long time. Um, yeah. Now we got to coach Which him. Is we got to give him kind the right of pieces. It's kind of to my point. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's been a long time since there's ever been any glimmer of hope here. And, and you're looking at the same thing in Cleveland. I mean, they overpaid for the massage man himself, Sean or Sean Jackson, excuse me, Sean Watson. <laughs> is that going to work out? Sources right now are saying maybe not. And they gave him a huge contract. So what else are you going to do? I'm sorry. I mean, he can only play like four games and he won like two of them. If he gets a full blown off season and they could build, I'm just saying the optics don't look great right now. The optics don't look great and they haven't had a good track record in the past. So it might work out for them, obviously, but Baker wasn't, didn't work out well for them. He's the best that they've had too in a long time. So you're just looking at something like, Hey, what, what are we doing here? Baker so, yeah. Baker might be the starting quarterback in L.A. next season. Everybody's like not even talking about this, but Baker may be the starting quarterback for the Rams next year. He very well could, but I wouldn't be surprised if they look for some outside help, too, because, you know, McVay's back and he's going to find his guy come hell or high water. But there are reports right now, Vince, that McVay may not return. Did I thought he already that? said he's coming back. I didn't see any press releases that he stated for sure that he's coming back. Okay. Okay. And I don't know I if thought, Matthew I thought Stafford's going to want to sure, come back. I don't think he I don't can. Know. That back okay, injury you're is sure, rough. You're Sean McVay, right? Yeah. And you're in your mid to late 30s, and you just made a bajillion dollars, won a Super Bowl, and you could yep. go make, you know, the same amount of money to go talk about football, no pressure in a press booth for the next, you know, eight months. Yeah. Wouldn't you do that? And then you're going to be if on camera. I, I just I question how his brain works because I feel like him being breaking down football in a booth is going to drive him up a wall. Like, I think he needs to be there watching it happen, especially at his age. Like, he's a young guy. And at this point, too, like coming off of a Super Bowl, being an NFL coach with a very, very competitive team for a long time here. I wouldn't want to leave that because then I'd be sitting there like I'm watching everybody else play the game while I'm sitting on the sidelines talking about it. Like there's a there's a level there where I think he's going to be like I need that competitive edge. That being said, the Rams are kind of screwed because they got rid of all their draft picks. So like, is he going to want to stay there and just suffer through a rebuild that's going to last longer because they don't have draft picks? That's a, another thing to consider. Maybe to a Sean point, Payton move. Maybe to Sean your point, Payton move. He's coming back. Just he is. just digged it up right now but they fired five assistant coaches. Yeah, he's retooling, man. I, he's doing something, doing. man. That guy's about to cook. <laughs> he's about to cook Maybe. with Baker. I'm telling you. Or they could be really Let bad again this year. Baker cook. Why didn't they've ever why hasn't he coined the phrase let Baker bake? Yeah, I was there, thinking there, the same thing. Be, they had let Russ he, cook. I don't think he's he's awarded himself to be able to to cook yet i think a lot of people are like let baker play within the system instead <laughs> i think that's where he's i think they're where they're at. that's where they're at they just need to let him do what he did at ou and he'll be just fine yeah but, but nfl defenses come on yeah but he wasn't like crushing it like 
I mean, granted, when you play Kansas, it's far different than when you play an NFL defense. But yeah, to that point, though, because the best still... defensive back on Kansas might not even be in the NFL. <laughs> like that's the like, that's the reality of it. So those holes that he's hitting, like they're not going to be there in the NFL a lot of times. And, you know, if he's going Although... for a second read every time, he might get screwed. Although, Vince, you know, Kansas and especially K-State produce some amazing NFL cornerback yeah. talent. You know what I'm talking about, though. Like, maybe one. Maybe one guy's, like, really good. Maybe two. But when you get a sure. whole team full of, like, maybe a couple first-round draft picks and then, like, the worst guy is a me a whole team of Jayhawks? No yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what he played and it worked out. But yeah, you got like an Alabama guy on the right and like a cleansing guy on the left. Like that's a way different game where like the best guy on that team is going to be maybe the third or fourth best guy on the defense in a given year. So I want to, by the way, I want to see Baker succeed. I'm a big fan of that. We all I think do. it's really, I think it's, it's kind of funny. He's in, he's with the Rams and he was beasting, but you know, we've seen a lot from him right now and there's not like, that one year he had with the Browns where they won a playoff game, that's about the only uh, bright spot that I've seen from him. So, I don't know. Baker, if anybody can fix him, it's McVay. If anybody can fix him to that point, it is McVay. He needs some weapons. But yeah. I believe that Matt Stafford, he needs to retire. Like, if I'm him, I think why he's going to get forced anymore? to. Well, that's got to Basically, you have to get your spine fused. Like, I'm good. Yeah. He's made enough. I'm he's not... won a Super Bowl. He's done everything he needs to. Like he, he's a fringe okay. Hall of Famer. Like I, I don't know. I'd be done. But also maybe he's trying to get those extra yards in and become a Hall of Famer for sure. He'll be a Hall of Famer for sure. I think with the Super Bowl win and how much he got his head beaten in Detroit, I think that there's a definite possibility that he 100 is like a first ballot, second ballot. So Hall there's of Famer. a okay, 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 okay. Okay, I'm with you. I want to see it happen. He's a he's a boss, but he also played in Detroit for a long time, and media doesn't cover Detroit a lot because you know they haven't won a playoff game in what twenty five years, something like that. Thirty years, I think it was like ninety. Maybe longer. Yeah, yeah. So dating myself, you know, I was too bad. You weren't even. You were a twinkle. No, I wasn't even a thought yet. Eh, You might have been a thought, but Tommy, Tommy was just coming, man. Who knows? And Tommy was Tommy was right around the corner. Shout out to that yep. guy. Shout out to T Bone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all the Lions fans just for that stat. Like, it, there's gonna come a point where the Lions are good, um, and that might be next year because they were pretty good at the end of this year. And I'm gonna have to start hating on them. I'm not gonna do that yet, but there's gonna come a point where they're gonna get annoying. So I'm just gonna appreciate them now for what I can. Since we're on football talk, we're talking NFC North. Yeah. Okay. Aaron Rodgers comes out and basically states that he's 50-50 that he may or may not be coming back to the Green Bay Packers. And he does this every mm-hmm. single year. But like he's talking about specific teams right now. And he's basically yeah. saying that whatever's best for the organization, whether that's trade me or keep me here, I'm for it. And that, that so, being said, there's reports right now that the Packers aren't going to send him to anybody in the NFC. So you can break it Jets. down to the AFC, basically. Yeah, it's the Jets. Jets. Or the Raiders, maybe. Uh, be crazy. They need something, I, and if they don't get Brady, they're getting him. They're gonna try at least. I just don't know how him and McDaniel's would, would play out. I think they'd fucking hate each other. Yeah, both. I think very so big too. Personalities, especially after the Derek Carr stuff that came out, where it was like he couldn't take Dave? the heat that McDaniel's was given. 
I meant Derek for sure. I meant Derek for sure. That guy. McDaniel's is like a hard coach, and he hasn't—he doesn't really have any merit yet to be like that. So, yeah, I don't think Aaron's going to be take coaching hard well from a guy like that. Yeah, That's I don't think hard. he's. I, yeah, I don't think he's ready for that type of commitment. There's a lot of talent on the Jets. I think he would fit really well. That defense is great. All they need is a quarterback. But why would the Jets want a guy that's just going to lose in the divisional or the conference every year like he did with the Packers? That's what I got to ask. To your point, like, I don't think the Packers move off of him. I think you got to keep him. And I think you got to go. Oh, bring Jay Love in. Come on. You think it's his time? Oh, I'd love it. I would love it personally. Um, what yeah, if he turns out good. to be good? What if he turns out to be and good? And it would though? just be it'll just be the same shit for the rest of our damn lives, Mike. That's all it's gonna be. Over no, and over live again in fucking for the rest football of groundhog day for the rest of our existence. Yeah. So I'm hoping that J Love oh, comes in man. and he's mediocre to bad, is what I'm hoping. Okay. Because they honestly okay. they need they need a brief realization period of saying, hey, this isn't normal. You know, it's the same idea with like the the Patriots. You got to see them lose a little bit here to know that, hey, you're not supposed to win all the time forever. Like, that's not what's supposed to happen, because now we're just getting shit on for years. And I, you know, maybe it's salty on my end, but I want to see love come in and not be good. That'd be fun. It would be fun. Not going to lie. Would be a good time to see the Packers suck for a little bit. Yeah. Or all the time. No, they could just suck forever. (laughs) Forever, dude, please. Oh, I wouldn't like. I just love hearing Packer fans cry. I think it's great. Yeah, sometimes like, I'll uh, I'll go on Reddit after they lose like a playoff game and just read all of their <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> it's really sad. Your team has to be so bad to get to that point. But you know, sometimes I'll pop on there and be like, "Oh, let's see what Packers Reddit has to say." It's never anything good. Well, they always draft offensive line talent very well and they don't they've never i don't think they've ever drafted a first line uh, or an offensive lineman in the first round like ever and then it's beyond not, nothing's coming to my head yeah no and then not only that but like anybody they do take in the first round it's like such a fucking head scratcher aka jordan love and then yeah you you take like one wide receiver over the past you know six years that's worth a shit yeah, that's some shit. <laughs> and Devontae Adams is even a second round. He's a second round pick too. So it wasn't even yeah, like that was a They've never gotten like the A one talent in the first round. They've never drafted a a la Kevin White. <laughs> yeah. That's a horrible example. <laughs> oh, God. I know that's why yeah, it's that... funny. See, he's not a bust though, because he was just injured, so there's no way you can actually tell. Um, but yeah, they've I mean the oh, last no, like what? Ten years at this point, it's just been offensive tackle, offensive tackle, DN, DN, safety, safety, nose tackle, cornerback, defensive end, safety, quarterback, cornerback, inside linebacker, defensive lineman. There's no skill players anywhere to be seen since basically when they drafted Aaron Rodgers in 2005. Like the only person in, since 2000 that they've drafted that's an offensive skill player is Bubba Franks <laughs> in 2000. Bubba Franks. Yeah, I remember that was guy. a absolute yeah. unit, dude. He was. I the love only guy that's some Bubba player. Franks. Bubba yeah, Franks used to it. fuck shit up in Madden. Uh huh. Like he was great. That was his literal name was Bubba Franks. I yeah, he was like a right outside linebacker playing tight end. <laughs> it was awesome. Bubba Franks back in the day. Bubba Franks rocked. He was the guy, man. Him and Aaron Rodgers did some damage. They really, they really screwed us up for a few years. 
Yep, but hey, 2006, we went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's about as far as we can go. <laughs> and Prince cued his own reign. Crazy. Yes, Prince, by the way, was the halftime show for that Super Bowl. And yes, he was. cued his own reign during Purple Rain. And that's yeah, why he's that a legend. Sick. It's true. No one's denying that here. No one's going to be a Prince hater on this podcast. I'll tell you that. If anybody's going to be a Prince hater on this podcast, sure as hell isn't going to be us. Come on. Prince and Purple Rain in the movie. You know the movie where he had that motorcycle that was like three times too big for him? Yep. Little, little boots. His girlfriend. <laughs> His girlfriend's yeah. name was Apollonia. Apollonia. That her name was Apollonia. So could you imagine? <laughs> could you Sounds imagine like meeting? <laughs> could you imagine meeting them at a party? Be like, I'm Prince. This is Apollonia. Be like, I gotta change my name. Yeah, you'd be like, Well, wow, you guys ch- are considerably cooler than me. <laughs> I gotta change my name. I, I'm just yeah. fucking. I'll change my name. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of changing the name, Vince. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is not my game. So. Yeah. Why don't you get Every into some NBA time. talk? And We're at NBA the NBA portion. The... It's my stuff. It's my stuff. Um, it's your time to shine. NBA talk. We're talking about one of your least favorite athletes right now in the landscape. Oh, God. Um, South bitch. He annoys the hell out of me a lot too, but you know, don't like him. Greatness. I recognize greatness. LeBron James scored 46 on the Clippers last night. Uh, he's now oh, the first wow. player to hit 40 points against every single team in the league. Pretty He's cool. been playing He's for getting... 30 years. I know, I know, I know. He, but that, yeah, my that's bad. So 22. What's cool. he on his 22nd season, or he got drafted in 2001? Yeah, he's on. He's between 20 and 21, I think. I don't know which one it is. Um, so yeah, he ended up scoring 40 points, and the Lakers still lost. The Lakers are 22 and 26 in the weaker conference. And my question is, why don't you just get out of here, man? Let your son come he's in. He's waiting for Bronny Jr., dude. That's what he's waiting yep. on. And on Bronny Jr., a quick aside, uh, he is looking at colleges right now, and there's a bunch of coaches that are pissed off because they can't just go to LeBron James's house and sit in their living room and convince Bronny Jr. to go to their school. Um, basically, Savannah, who's the mother of their of them and LeBron's wife, she requires them to contact her and talk to her, which makes a whole lot of sense to me, especially with high-profile athlete son. But it's just funny how... You know, recruiting happens and they go to a place from with a guy that's maybe from like a lower income, like the majority of everybody in the U.S. where it can just kind of be like, oh, I'm going to sit in your living room and whisper sweet nothings and give you 20K in cash. Can't do that to Bronny Jr. Um, So now we're at a point where coaches are pissed off because they can't just, you know, walk in and convince Bronny Jr. to go to their school and give him a Rolls Royce and call it a day. I don't think he's going to be anything at the next level. I hate to say it, but like he's moving up. He, he's moving up quick. He, he's only six, three. I mean, yeah, but he's, he's 16. Yeah. I mean, he could hit a growth spurt, but I don't think he's going to be his dad. Guys grow no until way. they're 20, man. And even so, like if you're six, five or six, three, even six, three, like Steph Curry's six, three, <laughs> it could end up working out for the guy. I think Dame Lillard's so right now, six, three. I'm just saying, and, 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 you know, I'm not saying he has to be his dad, like, reincarnated. He won't be. You can't expect no, that no shit, because... No, like, Michael Jordan's yeah. kids... I mean, I know what you think, but, like, at least... Marcus Pippen. <laughs> yeah, Marcus Jordan, baby. <laughs> Marcus Jordan. Laying it down. 
Um, so to your point, if we're on the Bronny thing, I did some research here. Okay. He's been offered by three separate schools, Ohio okay. State, USC, Memphis. Memphis? Mm-hmm. I hope he goes Those there. Those are the team that have given him offers. Ohio State would be like the hometown story. Yep, that's LeBron's college if he went to one. That's what he always says. Yeah, who knows if he would have played football. We wouldn't maybe be even having this conversation. True. Um, And then USC, obviously, is where they live and where Bronny grew up for a good portion of his his, uh If he wanted that NIL money, if he wanted that NIL money, he'd go to USC. I don't know if he needs it. Not saying he needs it. He's trying to grow a brand now. Yeah, he's like on Twitch and shit already. So he's probably just going to make it just based on him just being a, you know, a celebrity already. It's weird because he's like, it's not, he's playing with a different rule book than everybody else right now. He's playing checkers. It's not, oh, he's yeah. playing chess, not checkers. Chess, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Chess, not checkers. Well, to the point, Vince, I did actually pay attention to some basketball this week. You know what game I did Ooh, pay attention to? Only what? game worth watching all week. Celtics Heat. And the Celtics dropped okay. one. Yes. That was last night. They were playing in Miami. Close game. Very close game. Yeah. So this is I something mean, to pay attention to. Miami might Celtics be Celtics are really good. I saw and I actually felt really bad. There was this kid, this kid that went to the Heat game um to go watch that game and he's like, Jimmy Butler, like, you know, come sign my thing or whatever. It said something on the thing and Jimmy Butler was injured that night. <laughs> it was they, they took a video of someone telling him that that was happening and like the look on his face just made me so sad. So start playing more games, guys. I know Jimmy Butler was actually legitimately injured, so <laughs> that's I'm not telling him to, but it's just it's just sad when someone goes to see their favorite player and then they're not playing that night. Well, like that. to your point, though, I mean, that was Derek Rose for how long? But I'm not saying right. Jimmy is Derek Rose. Yeah, I'm talking more so like people that are just like, you know, resting. They're like, I got to rest tonight. It's like, come on, man. Um, But no, Jimmy Butler was quite literally injured. Um, The Celtics are still so good. Like, they're not slowing down, really. They lost two in a row, so that's where they're at. We're in the middle of the season here, but they're still three and a half up on the 76ers. Like, they're, they're rearing and ready to go right now, and that Eastern Conference is way scarier than that Western Conference right now. There's no doubt about that. Western Conference has become the weaker conference. I mean, it when, has. The Nuggets, when the Nuggets are the first team in the in the West right now, you know there's yeah. a change in the guard. I mean, the Kings are in third place for Christ. Hey, light the I mean, beam. Light the beam. The Kings are going. That's what they're calling it right now. Light the beam. I don't beam. even know who's on that team, Vince. De'Aaron Fox. Come on. He's like the he's the cog. He's the he's guy. The you got fucking Bogdanovich. guy. You got Bogdanovich on that team. Yeah, they're they're a squad. They're a squad. I like the Kings. I'm hoping that they're good this year. But, like, again, what I said before, it's like the Western Conference is full of a lot of teams with a couple guys, and then, like, it drops off. Even the Nuggets are like that for for the majority of their team. Obviously, they got a lot of good talent. They got Jamal Murray, MPJ when he plays. Jokic, like, obviously, he's gonna might win an MVP again this year. But, you know, you got the Mavericks with Luka. The Clippers are playing all right, but Kawhi Leonard only plays about a quarter of the games. And, like, you know, you got the Lakers at the bottom. It's kind of a sad, sad conference right now. Like, I would say with some confidence, 
eventually the Warriors are going to get up there, but I would say with some confidence, I'm taking the Eastern Conference to the finals this year. And we're, we're halfway through the season, and I can already tell it's probably going to happen. It's probably going to be the Celtics again. They're probably going to repeat. They're too but they should, not to. Well, they should win. They should win this time. <laughs> it's going to be. They should, yes, they should 100% win. Yeah, they'll repeat going to it, but <laughs> they should win this time. Yeah, this time they got to get to the dub. You know, I'm not going to lie about that. The Bucks. it's kind of interesting how quick you're competitive in the NBA and then not competitive the next season. Although yeah. they're only halfway, really only halfway through right now. Right. A lot of things so, change. A lot of things are going to change come spring and summer. You well, you lose guys quickly, and guys get paid really well in the NBA, and they move a lot. Um, and I've he- I've heard this argument too, and I kind of I agree with it in a lot of ways. It's like even rivalries, how you used to have big rivalries year after year, and things like that. It doesn't happen as much anymore because you got guys moving around all the time. Everybody's buddy buddy, which is fun. But as far as like the competitive standpoint, like there's no Bears Packers in the NBA. Like if the Celtics and the Lakers play, I'm like, whatever. It's Tatum versus it's LeBron. Lame. It's like guy versus it's, guy. It's lame. In a way, it's so yeah. lame because there's no really good storylines or premises right. behind any of these games anymore. It's just like, well, yeah. his friend played his other friend. Yeah. And to your point, like, it's like <laughs> 20 years ago, something crazy happened. And now they're meeting up again. It's like nobody's even close to being on the team anymore that was on that. That's <laughs> really your point. On. Right. It's not like that. The Detroit Pistons against the Bulls. Yeah, Isaiah versus Michael. And, and, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. no, that doesn't exist anymore. Or the Sonics in the Bulls, or it, no. Yeah, none of that's it, it, a it thing. Was, even, no. even those early 2000s or like the Iverson Sixers, like, those were all really fun. And now, you know, now it's more so a player driven game, which is fun for a lot of people. And I like watching basketball. It's just when there's football on and there's other things on and I'm always kind of just more so pulled into that direction than the NBA. And I love watching it and I watch stats like a Hawk and I'm, I'm going to be getting into it in the next couple of weeks. So that's going to be the only thing on, but it's just, you know, we're Maybe looking I'll at take one the dive guy. with you this year, Vince. Maybe we become a basketball pod because we're going to have to morph. I'd like that. Hey, I have a, I, I have a delayed, I, I have a delayed strange and unusual. I want to see if you actually ended up seeing this. Uh, you see your boy Shannon at the Grizzlies game. I did not. Oh my gosh. Wait, wait, so, like Shannon, like Shannon Sharp, like yes, Kuzma, yeah. like Kuzma. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shannon okay. Sharp was at the Grizzlies game. Number one in the worst cardigan I've ever seen in my entire life. It was like a, like a <laughs> denim. It wasn't even denim. It was just like a blue striped, weird looking cardigan. Um, he, it was Grizzlies Lakers. He walks up and starts talking shit to Dylan Brooks, I guess, who's on the Grizzlies, and he starts giving him the business. And he's like, "I'm gonna beat your ass or whatever. I can beat your ass. Like, gotta respect me, all this stuff." As a fan at the game, Steven Adams walks up and Steven Adams is so fucking big and just way he's bigger than everybody else. Yeah. So like no one's blocking him, obviously. So he's getting into it. John Morant's dad, T's getting into it. They're all arguing. It was funny when it was happening. Shannon Sharp, obviously, it's like, go sit down. Like you're not like stop making it. This is a game. This is a game. Go sit down. Like, don't make a, it weird. Don't make it weird. You don't even the play problem, basketball or played. The problem I have with the whole thing is that LeBron James was like, you know, like, don't disrespect Shannon Sharp. He was so good. Like, that's my guy. All that shit. 
when LeBron James also in the same, and I know it's a different story every time, but I think honestly in this scenario, it should be the same across the board. LeBron James is like, oh, it's justified. Shannon can do that. And then some guy, you know, in the stands is like, hey, like LeBron, you suck or like whatever it may be. And he gets guys, he gets people kicked out all the time for saying shit. Whether Whatever they're saying, you know, could be either neither here nor there, but it's like fans shouldn't be able to break up the game like that, especially even if you're an NFL star that's on TV and shit. It's just really dumb to me where like this is a big thing. And then he's just like, you know, Shannon's my guy. It's like, fuck you, dude. Like he's a guy that's sitting in the stands that caused a problem and delayed the game. That's all that happened. Well, to your point. It's like Chris Collinsworth with Patrick Mahomes. Chris Collinsworth will say Patrick Mahomes did like the most amazing thing when he checked down. He's like, did you see this throw by Patrick Mahomes? And what Shannon does is he'll say, Skip, (laughs) he'll go, Skip, have you seen LeBron James play lately? The man may be 40 years old, but I tell you, he's still the best player in the game. But he's not. Yeah. It's just who you respect, essentially, and who is your boy and who's giving you tugs under the table. And then what's acceptable by one person isn't acceptable by a fellow fan, because that is essentially what they are is fans. They're fanatics. Yeah. That's I mean, that's that is the role that he was playing at the game. That's the shit. Even hate. Even if you're famous, you shouldn't you shouldn't be able to kick anybody out of a game. You paid for a fucking ticket. If a player doesn't like what you said to him, their words, you big fucking baby. I'm close to you in that argument. I think there's lines. Don't obviously. talk about a man's family. Don't right. talk people, about a man's wife. And people have wife. done that, and I'm Fine. like, fucking throw them out. I get You know, that, if they're like threatening them like that, kick them out. But if no it's a situation threatening. where... But if you're like, you suck, you're trash you're now. You're soft, bitch. Okay. <laughs> have you yelled that at him? Fine. Just you're like, the soft oh, bitch. Oh, Yes. Kick him out. He's me. Kick I'm, him out. My like, feelings are hurt, even though in a game, you know, he's calling some dude a bitch because he made two shots. Yeah. And then he's like, no, he's but a bitch. Tell him shut up. On the other I, side that of that coin. Too. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> on the other side of that coin, though, Dylan Brooks was like talking about Shannon Sharp and he called him a pedestrian. And I'm like, well, game respects game, Dylan Brooks. <laughs> like Shannon Sharp was really good in the NFL, regardless of what he's doing now. He was amazing but I think the in the biggest... NFL, but he hasn't played in 20 years. So right. how re- he's, he's not relevant in the game anymore. He doesn't yeah, coach. He doesn't do shit. He just he's on a show with Skip Bayless for clout. Right. And the biggest thing, the biggest criminal activity that happened in this is this horrible cardigan he was wearing. Out of everything that happened, throw that shit away. Burn it, Shannon Sharp. That thing is brutal. Shannon always looks like a fucking optical illusion, though. You can't make this thing look good. No matter what you wear with it, it is so bad. Like I, anybody that's listening to this right now and they're not driving, keep your eye on the road if you're driving. But if you're not, look this up if you haven't seen it. It is the most. It looks like he's wearing like seven different quilted blankets all put together, and they're all like weird colored blue. It's bad. The whole thing is bad. I'm anti the whole thing, and also LeBron, just stay out of this. <laughs> that's really where I'm at here. Oh, right here. Issues an apology. For his actions yeah. during the Lakers and Grizzlies game. Good. Don't so, do that shit, you dude. It. You're not on a set. Don't do that maybe, shit. Maybe he had a call with Skip. It's all for the flair, the dramatics, the bullshit. That's what they do. No, nah, Skip so. is crying about the, the Cowboys. Oh, we'll get <laughs> to that. Time we'll for that. that. <laughs> but Vince, what we really should talk about. Yes. If we're talking about the NBA. Mm-hmm. Is how the Bulls were up 
almost 12 points last night and then floundered away (laughs) a lead. I mean, DeMar DeRozan scores 40 points and Patrick Williams scored 28. Vooch had 33. Zach Levine had 38. How do you lose this game to the fucking Pacers? Like, come on. So... Like I like I'm not watching a lot of other teams. I watch the Bulls pretty much every single time they play. It is two games win, two games lose, one game win, one game loss, one game win, one game loss, two games win, two games lose. It's always like that. It's always like that. Like the last three games before this game, they won all three of them. They beat the Warriors, the Pistons, and the Hawks. Pretty good showing. Lose to the Pacers. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is this? This is going to be the whole season, I feel like. They were obviously very, very, very peeved about it. Vooch was pissed about it after they lost last night, and as they should be, because right now they're sitting in 10th, right where they were three, four weeks ago, and they're still in the play-in tournament. It's like, you got to you gotta kick it in a gear at some point here. Let's get it going, boys. Like, stop with the six and fours and the four and six last tens. Like, I'm done with all that. They need to figure out how to win on the road. They're eight and 15 this year on the road. Whatever they need to do to do that, Get after it. But right now, Billy Donovan's staying. He's got a contract extension. Like, you guys are set in your team. Let's figure it out a little bit, huh? Vince, you're, you're going to have to shave. Play it. <laughs> no, there's no play. They're the 10th seed right now. They wouldn't yeah, even they're make in, it. They're, they're in the play in. Yes, they would. Seven, eight, nine, ten. I, I, is it the seven, eight, nine, and 10? Yep. I thought and it was the just Bulls the top have to eight. win every game to get into it. Nope. Seven. It's okay. So top eight is the playoffs. The play in tournament is seven, eight, nine, ten. So right now they're in it. But okay. They're pulling so we really got to right bank now. on the Wizards here. We got to bank on the Wizards or the Raptors or maybe even the Magic. You're hoping Although, the Bulls don't make the playoffs just because of this 100%, bet? 100%. Where's your yes, Chicago man. pride, Mike? Come on. It's a Jerry Reinsdorf led organization. They need to suck so yeah. they can sell everything and get better again. That's where I'm Jerry at with everything like right now. I'll Jerry shave if, if Jerry Reinsdorf sells the team. I'll shave the shit out of my beard if that happens. Will you? <laughs> so that, would be the, that would be the best well, case the, scenario. I would, is, I would I be mean, clean shaven for a year. I, would, I wouldn't even care really? about my beard anymore. You heard Probably it here first. If, if I convinced him to sell the team. Now, if he decides to sell the team and I'm, I had nothing to do with it, I'm not shaving. But if I convinced him by shaving oh. my beard, then I would. So get him okay. on the line. I'll tell him that. All right. Well, I mean... Let's just put it this way, Vince. Yeah. When it does come time to shave your beard and I'm mm-hmm. not buying you dinner, what okay. are you going to shave with? Uh, You know what? I think I'm going to shave with Henson shaving, Mike. The Henson razor, more. it puts an end to shaving irritation and cuts while also making your skin feel comfortable and smooth. The razor's made with CNC machines to aerospace standards. That means it's made to very tight tolerances, meaning the combination of how securely it's held and how minimally the blade is exposed delivers a smooth and safe shave no other razor can offer. Um, we talked about this last week, obviously. We're back around again. I use this, so I get I get my hair cut. I get it lined up by the barber. And my biggest concern every time I'm done with it is like, hey, I'm not going to get a haircut for two weeks. My beard's going to get wild. I would use my razor with the multiple blades and it would just, you know, it would just basically ruin my beard because I'm like, I can't get this line perfectly. This is perfect. It has unique head design. It has one blade in it. It's very thin, very precise, and it can just kind of get right into there. Um, 
It has as exit channels. So I know the biggest problem that everybody has is how do I clean my razor after it? And it's always a pain in the butt. This time they have these nice little spots at the bottom of it. It's a single blade. You can run water right through and the hair goes right down the drain. Clean. To your point. I've Vince. never had a razor that's easy to clean. Never. To your point, Vince. I mean, I shaved before this wedding I went to last week, right? And I'm very particular about when I shave because I have very sensitive skin. And usually there's certain parts of my face that'll break out or I'll get razor burn. I don't get that with sure. this razor at all. Ooh. And to your point, I think with the technology that they use, I mean, we're talking aerospace engineering here. We're talking materials that are used on the International Space Station. I mean, Vince, I'm not breaking out anymore. And not only that, but the handle itself and the razors themselves are so light. I, I don't know what we were doing before. Easy to pack. Easy to do everything. It is not like your normal razor. And the biggest kicker here, cost of ownership averages $88.20 every two years, which is $177 less than a normal cartridge razor. Better for the environment. Stop using plastic razors. Use this metal one. So go on the website, hensonshaving.com. Use the promo code TAXISQUAD at checkout and receive a 100-pack of blades free with the purchase of a razor. You got to put them both in your cart. So put the razor in your cart, put the 100-pack of blades. When you're checking out Taxi Squad, T-A-X-I-S-Q-U-A-D. And for most users, this amount of blades will last two to five years of shaving. So promo code Taxi Squad, HensonShaving.com. Major League Baseball, Michael. Into baseball talk. It's getting hot and heavy, Vince. Let's start positive. Let's start positive. Let's start really positive because we got some negativity to get into. It's a pretty yep. heavy stuff. No, no, no pun intended. But I mean, <laughs> all right, we're we're almost into February, late February. We got spring training coming up. So we got, you know, Jupiter, Florida. We got Arizona. We may be present for some of them. God, I hope so. Now, with all of that being said, we had the Hall of Fame inductee. Yes, right? we did. With the one in particular, though, not former inductees, indu- just one inductee, just Uno. Uno. And that inductee was the legend himself, third baseman, former Reds and St. Louis Cardinals, third baseman, Scott Rowland. Phillies, too. Don't forget the Phillies started with those That's boys. Right. He was on yeah. the Phillies. Yeah, he had about six, six or seven years, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Just crazy to me that I, I, I'm starting to feel that old. Because I like I remember playing with Scott Rowland and trying to trade for Scott Rowland like mm-hmm. in video games growing up, and now yeah, I'm like, holy that, shit, that guy's in the Hall of Fame. EA Sports, uh, their MLB game 2004 with um, I MVP think Manny, baseball, six, MVP baseball 2005. Manny Ramirez MVP is on the cover. baseball yeah. 2005. We would play that game till the cows came home. Yep, and I always had him on that team. Always for eternity. He's an Indiana boy, and he's been inducted this year. He got in. With five votes over the whatever the line is that you get that you get voted in, I was a little surprised. I'm not gonna lie, just like knowing how difficult it is to get in the MLB and how brutal. I mean, I've talked about it a lot, but baseball writers are the worst. They annoy they the, the hell out of me. They're like they're so full of themselves all the time. I think there's a lot of guys that should be in the league or in the Hall of Fame, and you know there was a decent amount of guys. I mean, Andrew Jones right now is at. 226 votes and you need 292 to get voted in. You got A-Rod, Manny Ramirez, obviously Barry Bonds. There's a lot of problems with that, but this is a positive thing for Scott Rowland. 
I'm happy he made it. And then looking at his stats, he was better than I even give him credit for. He's a 281, 364, 490 guy, eight gold gloves, third highest for third basemans ever. I mean, he was a defensive stud, and then the bat was just like a sprinkle. I mean, it was a really good era for third baseman. Chipper Jones, Scott Rowland, yeah. Eric Chavez could even be thrown David in Wright. that. David Wright. David Wright was amazing for his time. Yeah. I mean, when David Wright was in his pocket before all those injuries, I mean, he was truly amazing. Force. Um, yeah. Force. I mean, forced to be reckoned with. It was a great era of third baseman, but I think Scott Rowland was the epitome, though, of a almost – he couldn't run, but, I mean, he was a four-tool athlete. He could yeah. field, hit, hit for power, hit for average, defensively just an absolute freak. Great arm, too. I mean, he had oh, a great killer. club, obviously, but great arm, too. I mean, at the hot corner, too, is great to see. He, um, career 316 home runs. He was obviously a power hitter. Um, but I think that, yeah, like you said, the biggest thing is the gold gloves. He was just such a consistent at the hot corner. He wasn't playing any other position. This isn't positionless baseball at this time. It was Scott Rollins at third. Everybody else get out the way. Hmm. I agree with that statement. You love to see it. Good for him. I mean, that's a, just a tremendous, uh, tremendous honor. And to your point, though, I do hate the writers for baseball. What they did to Ron Sano was like an absolute travesty. And I am not a Cub fan. I just thought what they did to really that good. mandate. He was amazing. He was one of the best third yeah. basemen to ever play the game. And what they did to him of like sprinkling it in and putting them in like the last three that didn't make it for like 20 years. And then yeah. literally the year he died, he makes it. That was just so shitty. And, and the biggest so problem petty. with that too, is his numbers are almost identical to Scott Rowland. Almost Scott identical. A first ballot hall of famer. I mean, that's so Come on. to me. It is. And yeah, after he died, blooding him in, it's just like, you guys are, they're so full of shit. <laughs> it really is like, and well, even like the Barry Bonds thing too. I mean, that's stupid. They need to recognize. And I, I feel like a broken record. You need to recognize that as history. Like I know that he did that, but that was the sign of the time. Like he is the best hitter of all time. It's like hard to argue that. Um, also side note, Ron Santo, white Sox legend too. last year of his career. He was on the white Sox. Um, but that's the whole thing. It's like there was a lot of guys on steroids then. It's become it's still kind of a thing now, but not obviously to the point to the amount that it was at the time. You need to recognize that as the time and put in the guys that were good at the time. I think it's it's pretty obvious to me that that would be the case. When you think of Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, these guys, I mean McGuire. some of the greatest I mean McGuire, yeah. McGuire wasn't McGuire got on the shit and then hit bombs, right? But like Barry Bonds, before he was on the shit or performance-enhancing drugs, was still amazing. Pirates Bonds still incredible. Still a 30-for-30 guy, like every year. A 30-30 guy. 30 stolen bases, 30 home runs. I mean, he was amazing in his time and had a cannon of an arm, played amazing defense in the outfield. So – it's not like Barry Bonds was just a one-trick pony. No offense to Mark McGuire, one-trick pony. He didn't do anything else yeah. in his career. Very similar He's to Jose Canseco. Right. Yeah. So to that point, that's what I get more caught up on. Barry Bonds went through phases of his career where he just went from being great to even better. So yeah, and, I get really caught up with that. And we're sitting in a spot where it's like, 
now A Rod's not gonna make it in. And like whatever you feel about A Rod, he's a statistically he was fucking insane. I know, but you remember how good he was at baseball. Mm-hmm. Like MVPs, he could play shortstop, third base, won a championship with the Yankees. Like A Rod's amazing. Like A Rod should be in the Hall of Fame just because of who he was for the sport. Like it doesn't even matter that you. Li- it shouldn't be like oh I hated that he did steroids i don't think it should be like that it's like look at the numbers this is what happened and then when you put him in the hall of fame it's like a rod was pop for steroids too you should remember that because that's a historical relevant thing not don't put him in at all and make it seem like he was never in the sport at all like it's going to get to a point where you're at the baseball hall of fame and there's nothing about barry bonds there and you can't tell the story of baseball without barry bonds i'm sorry but you can't well to that point the the cheating thing, I think it's a little too caught up. You're going to tell me guys, you know, playing in There's the so 60s and 70s. Not even that. I'm not even talking about performance enhancing drugs. Doc Goodwin, I'm more Doc so Goodwin was just ripping lines. <laughs> well, to your point, there. I mean, are we going to are we going to say that LSD was a performance enhancing drug? Well, could be someone threw a no hitter on it. I mean, OK, yep. are we going to say that there weren't corked bats in the 50s and 60s that weren't caught? Mm, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of things here that can be up for argument. And I just believe that until we get a new era of writers, I hate to say it because I don't want to be so morbid. But we until these older writers. No, just fire them. <laughs> just fire them all. No, that won't Tim happen. Kirchin, there's a union. Just there's Tim a union. Kirchin, that's it. I know that's. Honestly, I'm, I'm relatively pro union you know here, fucked. but but you know, get rid of in Illinois, of course, we're pro union. How you doing? Yeah, you know, I don't think I mean, they need but a union. I, <laughs> Blue collar jobs no, need a union. The writers don't fucking get rid of them. No, the writers don't. I don't think umpires do. Also, um, but there is some interesting things going on with some of these guys, like Andrew Jones, Omar Vizquel. You know, right. those guys got into a lot of heat, like with like at least Andrew Jones, like beat the shit out of his wife, which was terrible. Like, I remember that towards the end of his yeah. career. I mean, that that was miserable. Well, and Miss then, Kel might be worse, man. Omar Vizquel. And we Vince, can, we can tell kinda me kinda about u- this today. Yeah, we can kind of utilize this as a segue here. Uh, yeah, Omar Vizquel, uh, he was charged with fourth degree domestic assault in 2016. Um, and then he was named in a civil action lawsuit alleging sexual harassment of a bat boy with autism for the Birmingham Barons, the White Sox double A team. Uh, the bat boy alleges Vizquel repeatedly exposed his erect penis to him and forced him to wash his back in the shower. Uh, Omar Vizquel is a piece of shit. So whatever, do what you will with it. Good, good baseball player. Huge piece of shit. Um, I say all of that stuff. White Sox with the, yeah, I, dear God, okay. he was the Double A Birmingham Barons coach at the, the coach? time, yeah. or manager. Yeah. I, oh God, what a sick what motherfucker! Is it with the White Sox with with the poor with the poor yeah. character choices here, dear yeah. Lord. So to lead into it, and the reason that we're talking about that, Mike Clevenger under investigation. Um, newly signed White Sox player Mike Clevenger under investigation oh, after being Lord. accused of domestic violence and child abuse by his 10-month-old baby's mother, Olivia Feinstead. She said that she contacted the MLB's Department of Investigations in the summer of 2022 when he was on the San Diego Padres. This is an issue because he's now on the White Sox. 
and the White Sox signed him after this was already opened with the Department of Investigations. <clears throat> Outside of that, the White Sox making bad hiring decisions. La- or a couple years ago, hiring Tony LaRusa after his third DUI, where he just can't learn how to figure his shit out. And they hired him after that ended up happening, knowing that was going to be a media buzz, and knowing that was going to be a distraction on a team that doesn't need distractions. And then, alas, Omar Vizquel was hired in 2017, a year after that domestic violence charge, and obviously during his tenure, that whole situation with the bat boy ended up happening. So my question is, is do they vet anybody or do they just hire who they want or do they purposely hire fucked up people for some stupid reason? I don't think they do enough research on people. I think so it seems like dive. I mean, and this Olivia Feinstead, I mean, very pretty girl. I don't know how anybody could put hands on a woman. I just, I, I don't even, I, I, that's the thing. I don't even think it's like a, Oh, like if you're pretty, I won't and all that shit. It's just, it's a mental problem. Um, to your point. And he's just because it's not and there's things that are coming out. And obviously it's it's an open trial. So, you know, truth will come out or whatever. She posted pictures. It was really, really messed up in so many levels. Um, but course. this isn't like the first case of him doing stuff like this, too, which is the problem. Really? And yeah. And that's that's one of the biggest things. Part of this this investigation and lawsuit that's going through. So and again, they signed him like what, two months ago, something like that. This was they signed up, up right at the start of the season or right. The yeah, start of the I mean, offseason, basically, this was a problem in the summer when he wasn't even on the team. So it's like there had to be information out there saying, hey, this could be a potential problem for you. And they signed him anyway. They're not vetting anybody. It's really, you know, it's like it's getting to the point where it's like, what are you guys doing? Like, how are you running a major league franchise? with considerable money put into it, and they're not doing anything to make sure that these things aren't not only a distraction, but there aren't in the clubhouse. So that's not like a problem that you have to deal with, and you're not bringing undesirables into the organization. Like That should be a A1 thing that you should look for before you even hire somebody in the first place. I uh, don't understand why a team that's probably stuck in 1995 – uh, cause it shows with yeah. the former manager hire, uh, clearly multiple DUIs gets a DUI before he's even announced as the new manager of the team. Right. And then falling asleep in the dugout. I'm sorry. A lot of those games, the decision-making you might as well have been drunk. And then either that, Unless or I prefer just... him to be sleeping. <laughs> yeah. I prefer you to be asleep as opposed to be drunk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and then maybe on top of that, you know, elder abuse, I don't know. But clearly we don't do enough vetting and not only on top of that, but it's just one thing after another with this franchise. And now this isn't going to work. He was supposed to be a start, a part of your starting rotation from a team element on a personal element. This is all awful. I think we could all agree with that statement, but that's yeah, that's the biggest to thing. the it's point. Like what fuck, is, fuck what are your public relation teams doing before you sign a player? And did you know this was a thing? And did you talk they to him to. and his agent? They, it, I'm sorry. It just seems very neglectful overall. Yeah. That's what and it it's is. like. I don't care what your needs are. Okay. Here's the real, <laughs> here's the real question. Would you rather sign Mike Clevinger or Trevor Bauer at this stage of the game? Because the problem, they're boys. Really? Let's, oh, yeah, Cleveland Indians. They were good friends. Now look at them. Birds of a feather. 
Yeah, you think? And they're both going to be blackballed probably for the rest of their careers. Just about. Unless they're, I mean, it's not guilty until found innocent. It's innocent until found guilty. So, you know, there's always multiple sides of the story. I'm not saying it, but when there's clearly investigations that have come to light that she was bruised, et cetera, pictures, multiple multiple things. It's like his career, Clevenger, closer to true. Yeah, Clevenger's career is over. Now, the Trevor Bauer thing, that's a little more interesting than most things. Because yeah. I've listened to some of his ta- uh, his podcast interviews and things like that. That seemed a little bit more like vendetta-ish against him. Now, There's in our world that today, that way. Yeah. Yeah. I in mean, our world if today, If I'm the White though, Sox, I'm not touching him with a fucking 10-foot pole. If I'm the White Sox. Because, like, why even invite that in after all this bullshit's happening? It's like, fuck that. Leave it. Just don't sign a free agent at all anymore. It's not like you do yeah. a good job of it to, to start. I mean, so. yeah, sign rookies so you can get them when they're 18 and they are less likely to do fucked sign up. Sign them for that. a decade. Sign them for yeah. a decade like we do everybody who's worth a shit to this franchise. Yeah. But on a lighter note, Vince. Yeah. <laughs> we don't vet anybody. And, and we yeah. don't even vet the players that are on our team, let yeah. alone... <laughs> Let alone the ones we're about to bring on for their potentially good abilities. So the White Sox recently have come out and said in a statement that they want Eloy Jimenez, of all people, Mm. to play more outfield this season. And Lord help us all, because I think I could play better defense in the outfield than Eloy Jimenez. The crazy thing is that they are going to have him play right field. Not even left field. So at this point, and he has a, and people have run all these statistics. He has a negative arm in comparison to the average arm of a right fielder in the league. Um, it's it's hilarious. What what it is, what it really is, is they're like, eh, we're not going to grab anybody else, so let's just throw him out there and see what happens. And it's just always been like that for eternity. So. I hope he plays a lot of DH. I hope they get a guy in there that can play a lot of right field. But the more and more they say it, and you know they're telling him this too based on the way that he's speaking, uh, it seems like he's going to be playing a good at least half the season in right field. I read the article. He's like, I want to play the outfield. It's like, yeah, but who cares what you want? (laughs) He can barely run. Literally the last half of the season, he would hit full-blown gappers and stop at first base because he was afraid he was going to hurt himself. He runs like a deer. That is literally the worst thing I have seen in a baseball game. It's like hit a ball into the right center field gap. I mean, a right-handed hitter, oppo power. There's no denying that the kid can hit the baseball. Yeah. But you also have to run after you hit the baseball. Um, And when you can't do that, I have no idea how the hell you're going to play right field. And for all of our listeners who don't pay attention to baseball, if you're trying to hide any defensive gaps in your outfield, you're putting them in left field, yeah, not right field. Right. And the biggest thing about it is, too, is he's not slow. He's not a slow runner. He's actually like a little bit weirdly faster than you expect him to be. 
He's just afraid to run now because he thinks he's going to get injured, which is the point that you made. So now we're at a point where it's like it's like the yips almost where it's like he doesn't even want to run full out because he's afraid he's going to get injured. It's so bad, dude. It's all so bad. Like, coming into this season, I was hoping there would be some positive because last year was so bad and everything is just so the only positive part of it was when we signed Clevenger initially before he became a huge piece of or actually after he's huge piece of shit before we knew about it. And then when they signed Ben attendee, that's it. Where the hell is Ben attendee going to play left? He's a left fielder. That's why he's going to go into right. Cause Ben attendee is going to be at everyday left. But why wouldn't Ben attendee play right? He's a far better defensive player. He's a career left fielder. So they're Who trying to give a shit. That's... It doesn't matter. You need to put the athlete in the place where the athletes play. He's getting the rolling treatment. He's staying, he's staying where he plays. <laughs> oh, man. Third baseman I get. I mean, Yohan Moncada's shown some days that he's good. He's, a, he's good he's third base so good. defensively. He's not good second base defensively, so I'm happy with him there. To your point, though, this is going to be very interesting. Are you going to bring up the Cespedes brother? Are you going to bring yeah, up? Yeah, or Oscar Colas, which is probably more we likely this year. Need help in the outfield and i i'm sorry ben attendee just doesn't solve all your problems you needed somebody uh-uh. else not even close is the thing it's like he he's he's just another piece and you know they can get lucky and fall into some games and they can end up going to the playoffs it's just no, god it's damn for it to be january 25th right now for it to be january defeated. 25th and for us feeling like this this is like august when i start feeling like this <laughs> It's January 25th, and I'm already given up. It's so bad, dude. It's so bad. Well, okay, to the point. Um, yeah. If we're already given up, we wish we had places to go have fun in and around our great baseball stadium, uh, a.k.a. Comiskey Park, a.k.a. Yeah. Cell Phone Park, a.k.a. Mortgage Park, <laughs> a.k.a. Big Arrow Pointing Down. Yep. Anyways, um, right now. <laughs> none of those things were incorrect. So with all of that being said, there have been a lot of questions by different media outlets as to why aren't the White Sox trying to put together some sort of entertainment area in the ballpark or outside of the ballpark. Granted, there's a bar in the ballpark that you can go to prior to the game. Um, Gibson's owned. Yeah, Gibson's own, fine. Yeah, you got some good I'm not giving food. it any credit. It's all right. No, it but, sucks. Yeah. yeah, no, it sucks. There, there's no doubt about that. And then not only that, but outside of the ballpark, it's the south side of Chicago. And for those of you who are not from the south side of Chicago, you could maybe understand why there isn't a ton to do there. Uh, it's yeah. very industrial. And yeah, over- and it's, yeah. And a lot of people are scared, which, you know. It's reasonable well, to mean, hear a lot of the stories, but you go around the park and it's and it's it's fine there. It really is. The only problem is, is there's two bars, a hot dog stand and a train and that's it. <laughs> like there's nothing else to do. Well, yeah, no, there isn't really much to do at all. I mean, the the most fun you could probably have is take the red line, you know, into the city and get off at Jackson and you're in River North. Or you take it to the Green Line and take it to Clinton, and That's then you're downtown, in the West Mike. Come on, you take it to Grand to get in the River North. Come on. Well, there's okay, State and Lake Jackson. Okay, never mind. 
Jackson's anyway. downtown. Jackson's where I went to school. God damn it. We're out, I'm out here. Bitch, it's like I live shit. here. Mike, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Come Anyways. on, man. <laughs> he lives in Wrigleyville, everybody, for the record, as I just get out of here. Microphone. Leave me alone. Now, Leave me alone. With, <laughs> with all that being said, <laughs> Cubby Vince. So, with all that being said, there's nothing to do there. So, there's yeah. two bars one being Turtles, and then the other being Carrie. Cork and carry. So you have an Irish. Awesome, you, have an I- right? you have an Irish bar, which is fun, and then you have turtles, which is just an old school bar. And I mean, it's all bar food, and there's really nothing great to do. It's not like Wrigleyville, where you go out of the game, and there's an entertainment district, and chaos. there's a hotel, and it's absolute fucking chaos. Why Vince lives there more so than he does anything, I'm assuming. Yeah. But is, he secretly yeah, is a closet cub fan. Don't let him tell you twice. No shot. <laughs> no fucking shot. I mean, but you I do were like, caught I on live like television energy, singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Mm. I said root, root, root for the White Sox for what it's worth. So here we are. Oh, <laughs> I'm be fighting these on. allegations till the day I die. <laughs> I mean, legit, if you go on the Instagram, there is a legit picture of Vince like singing yeah. his heart out in the bleachers. Take me out to I'm the not ball gonna game. I'm not going to lie. I was on a... I was on a marquee network commercial, but I was at a Brewers Cubs game with my family See? wearing wearing Brewers colors for what it's yeah, worth. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. But the picture the shows though. that I was wearing a beige shirt, which is a color of the Brewers. I would like to clear my name. Thank you. Brewer Vince, everybody. But I'm to this whole that. point in the winter, you'd think they'd maybe have some sort of attraction similar to what the Cubs have, where you could ice skate in the ballpark or maybe concerts in, market, in the yeah. summer. Right. Concerts in the summer. The only thing that they've done over the past like decade was they had Cascade last summer after a ball game. And then after that, they had the chance the rapper concert thing. Yeah, they had coloring. The rapper was relevant when Kanye. Yeah, it was it was big at the time. Yeah, but that's really it. Nothing else happens. Hmm. So maybe you can make more money that way, and then maybe you could sign better players by making money that way. Maybe. Who knows? Just coming up with ideas here. But to the point, though, you know, there's not many places you're walking into a ball game and you see the forensics, ballistics slash casings as to where (laughs) that shooting was by the red line that day. So it's not that bad, though. It's not that bad. I yeah. To people who uh, yeah, live in I mean, Chicago, it's not that bad. To people who live outside of Chicago, it may just be that bad. Yeah, yeah. I know. And the people, yeah, people obviously like. It's I really like when I'm there. I don't feel unsafe. I'm happy no. to go different places. No. It's like it's actually a good time. It's just they need more, and the bars are also a little bit too far. It's just really like it's plotted in a spot where it's like this is it and this is all it is, and then you just walk away and you're like, all right, now you're back to just doing whatever. It's not like a ballpark area experience similar to like St. Louis and Colorado and, and those things where it's like, you can go and hang out and go to different places. It's just really, they need to do something, whether if not, it's moving the stadium or maybe adding some places around there. It's just, it's not going to happen because Jerry Reinsdorf owns the team. So now we're sitting at a place where it's like, maybe get a concert there or something. Maybe try something. Who knows? On your off weekends, you could run concerts there like the Cubs do and make a shit ton of money. But once again, to the right. point, what are you going to do after the game? What are you going to do after the game? Yeah. Go yeah. to Turtles. Fill go it with freaking. Fill it with 60,000 people and you go to Turtles. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, let's do it. Come on, guys. Let's do it. 
down. I'm sorry to Turtles. Right. This isn't hate on Turtles or Cork and Carrie. This is more no, just it's like not. that's, I mean, all, that's literally all. Bars Shout out to you guys area. for being the only things that you can do there. <laughs> that's really what Thank you for being the only entertainment next to Connie's Pizza. Yeah, the OG Connie's Pizza though. It's not like the Connie's Pizza that you get like at the grocery store. Like, no, it's not frozen. Original, that's just fresh and delish. The original Connie's Pizza is like a few blocks away, and it's just epically delicious. Yep. And you got Chinatown. If you want to go get some great Chinatown Chinese food. Rocks. <laughs> rocks. Chinatown has But you still, Chinese like, food, at that point, too, you're to still say. taking the train up and a stop to get there. It's like, it's so. I mean, you could walk, uh, depending on how yeah. hot it is that day. Right. So, eh, you know, one thing, I think the one overall thing, thing is uh, do it's something. Not a great time. White Sox. Do, do something, something, White Sox, but you're not. So let's get yeah. into some NFL talk. Um, Shall we? Okay. So, Vince. Yes. I mean, another weekend and another yeah. just absolute banger of picks by yeah. your co-host. Just saying. I'm never going to I'm never going to get out of this. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're just never. always going to get one of them wrong. There's there's no two ways about it. I so, thought I thought Bills were the team of destiny. I thought it was. No, easy. I told you they weren't. I told you they weren't. I know, but it's like, you know, what are you trying stuff to happened. do? What are you trying to do? Throw the football 85 yards in the middle of a snowstorm. What are you thinking? Yeah, but I mean, the Bengals didn't have any hard time throwing the ball. The Bengals were also running the ball very well with Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Yeah. Ryan, and you were letting Joey B. do what he does. He was throwing the ball mid to intermediate. They weren't stretching the field a ton, and if they were, they were calculated shots. It wasn't like mm-hmm. willy-nilly Josh Allen drop back. Either I'm going to run for 10 yards and lower my shoulder, or I'm going to throw the ball 80 yards. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't do what you want to do with Devin Singletary and James Cook. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you got Joe Mixon on the other side, and this this kind of reflects what we were talking about at the beginning of the show today, where it's like they don't have a running game, <laughs> like they really don't. And like Dawson Knox can do a lot, and Stephon Diggs can do a lot, but it's just you're sitting at a place where you score 10 points against the Cincinnati Bengals, and you get kicked out again like it just happens again and it's it's a legacy thing like people are people are gonna call them chokers now until they can figure it out because they i mean they were the odds on favorite afc this year goes to show you when lights are the brightest doesn't mean much i mean when stefan Diggs only has four receptions for 35 yards on the day it's pretty pathetic and josh allen didn't even throw for a touchdown if you're the he Buffalo Bills and you're in a touchdown. snow game, you have to win the game. You're the Buffalo Bills. Win the snow game. Like, I don't even think there's another discussion after that. Like, how are you losing in the snow game to the Cincinnati Bengals? You're the Buffalo Bills. What are you doing? I couldn't agree more, Vince. I just don't believe they have, A, the horses. B, I don't also They do, though. That. They have so much do talent. <laughs> I mean, James Cook, yeah. not a great running back. Devin Singletary, not a great running Rookie. back. Rookie. Devin Singletary is not a great running back. They got Naheem Hines. Gabe Davis Can is a good player. He's a baby. Like, he's just a baby. Yeah, Naheem totally Hines bad. is like five foot eight. Yeah, but he's fast. Joe Mixon's a dog. Yeah, Joe, Joe Mixon really runs through back. people. You know what I'm saying? I mean, 105 yards, 20 carries. They really diversified it. I mean, I'm. I think that they had a perfect game plan, and I personally think Sean McDermott got outcoached. Yeah. There were no agree. bones about it. Zach Taylor outcoached him in every facet of offensive game planning, period. And it there goes to show of- you, to our point early in the show, 
is it one of these situations now where maybe the Bills need to get in a new OC? Dayball proved himself to be a stud. Yeah, they really dropped the ball on that. I don't know. Sucks. I mean, they have to, but also there's another world where it can get a lot worse. So world where the Buffalo Bills don't shit the bed in the playoffs. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of what it is, though. Like, it's yeah, it's gonna happen. And also, also, this is an aside, but Eli Apple needs to shut the fuck up. Why? Just completely. He is just going off on Twitter, talking smack to everybody, even though they. It, it was great. It was great, but then he started making some Demar Hamlin comments, and it got really uncomfortable real quick. So and maybe a Eli smidge Apple, too soon, up. but semi comical. Well, the problem is, is that he's not that good. Like he really, yeah, isn't. I know. Like, he's always been like mid to bad, not bad, but like mid at least. Right now, he's very mid, and it's like he does get burned a lot, and like it's gonna happen at some point in the next two games where. He's going to get burned by something and make some excuse for himself. He likes to be a villain. Villains are fun, but like, yeah, no, there's lines. You got to back it up. He, you got to back it up. Now, if he's a shutdown yeah. corner, if he's Jalen Ramsey, are we like, shut the fuck right. up? Or Because if... when Jalen Ramsey was talking shit, I'm like, this guy rocks. Because he's also yeah. a badass. Like, if Darius Slay did it, I'd be like, this is fine. He, but you know who we need to good. talk about? You know who we need to who? talk about? The who? defensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals, who's getting no clout no right love. now. Yeah. Guy by the name of Lou Anaromo. All right. Ooh. I don't want to hear it. Louie Boy has put together a crew of basic flunkies on the defensive side of the football for the Cincinnati Bengals and have turned them into a top tier defense. Literally, Eli Apple, guys, no, nobody even thought of anymore. He's brought in and really created a top tier defense, yeah. only holding the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen to 10 points all game long in Buffalo. Crazy. In the snow. And you know what's even, you know what's even <laughs> more screwed up low. about this, Vince? You know what's even yeah. more fucked up about all this? Is that Lou Romo is not getting any sort of zero head coaching interviews. No request for None. being a head coach. Well, because everybody sees him as an offensive team. Also, there's a thing with when you have like a Hollywood quarterback but like Lou, Joe Burrow. You know what? We're going to have to call the Italian-American coalition and explain yeah. that this is clear clear you know just clear oversight okay okay let's 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 uh let's let's do a practice here so i'm i'm the i'm the guy at the coalition and you're the guy calling in all right here we go ring 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 hey hello you're doing my name my name is donnie uh what can i help you with today you sure this isn't vince oh no my name's fucking donnie bro all right fuck okay tony listen luana romo Quarterback, quarterback. Who? What are you doing? Lou Romo, defensive. Louis, Louis, Louis Vincenzi from Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that guy. He's not getting any respect right now. And he should be interviewed for a head coaching position. There's five vacancies. He's my cousin's wife, third cousin. Fuck. Get out. I got to get him connected. Get out of here. Get out. He's crazy. <laughs> it's got to fucking bring him in. See, that's all they have you gotta to do. You got to make a call. You got to make a call. Bottom line, hey, somebody's got to make hey, a phone call for this guy. Between you and me, I'll take care of it. All right? Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, okay, good. let's move on. Jags, <laughs> Chiefs. No, no comments, no notes. <laughs> Jags, Chiefs. This yeah. game, we all knew what would happen. But I think the Jags actually stayed in the game. 
better than most would. I think. Uh, yeah, but also Mahomes. Mahomes' injury definitely didn't help him. Because um, yeah. it did feel like I mean, the Chiefs were about to He was to only kinda... out for like a couple, like a couple drives. Yeah, but like he's not. Deal. He's not. He's not good right now, for sure. I like mm-hmm. he's even when he was run. It was very ginger when he was running around, and like obviously they won the game. They better beat the Jags, truly. Um, Jags, but yeah, I game. mean it's. It's it's yeah, and they did they did, and they scored a lot in the fourth quarter, and they and they made it a close game, which was fun. Um, but it's just obviously the Chiefs can't do shit if Mahomes is injured, like that's just a fact. And I don't think he's in a good spot, especially he had an interview after the game, and he's talking or whatever it may be, and he stood up and walked off, and you it was one of those walks where it looked normal, but you can see it. You know, you're like, oh, God, like he's definitely like favoring a leg right now where it's just kind of like an athlete swag walk. But you could see that like his, there were there was a little bit going on that that you couldn't really like, you know, you can't a doctor wouldn't say that he's broken, but he's there's definitely something bothering him right now. Well. Are people reading a little too much into it? No, only thing I don't, I don't so. want to hear. Only thing I don't want to hear is that this upcoming weekend when the Bengals knock him off. I don't want to hear that. Oh, it's all because of an injury. That's not. No, I, I will absolutely say that. Don't because last year, what was the <laughs> excuse then? There wasn't. The Bengals outplayed right. them. Uh huh. No, I mean it's gonna it's gonna come it's gonna come down to the game script and like obviously Patrick Mahomes. This has been proven. He's a gamer. Like he's gonna come out and he's gonna play. Um, but yeah, I mean him him injured, not being able to use his feet as much is a huge detriment to that team. Not saying that it's going to make the Bengals like win if they win it any like less sweet, but you know they live or die by Mahomes right now. Like he's, you can get rid of everybody else, but without Mahomes, like you lose the engine on your car. That's not going anywhere. Well, even though Chad Henney rocks, Chad Henney's not terrible, but he's not Patrick Mahomes. Let's put it that way. He's good when he comes into the game and he doesn't expect it. That's basically where I'll put it. Well, he's a system guy. He'll come out and maybe get a couple completions. He went five of seven for twenty three yards and a tutty. Yeah. He did no, score a touchdown for he, the team. He's a good backup, but you don't want him. You don't want to have him all week practicing and needing to come yeah. in. And that's not going to be the case. Mahomes is playing. Um, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be a thing where it's like you're playing a really good team, a very hot team, similar to how they were last year. And this time the Chiefs didn't have to play the Bills. So maybe this was it didn't seem like an off game here um, against the Jaguars. But they're now at a point where it's like, hey, we're they got to make it to the Super Bowl, man. They do, because also we're sitting in a point where it's like the, the Chiefs won one and the Chiefs were the best in the AFC. And they have been the last couple of years. But you got to win another one, Pat. It's where we're at. To your point, everybody's saying a hobbled. Patrick Mahomes isn't maybe, you know, a A1 Joey B. Joey B is clearly right now 100%, and he's playing at yeah. 100%. Maybe and I know they're going to argue. They're going to argue that the offensive line isn't 100% healthy, but that didn't seem to make that big of a difference last weekend. Nope. Because he basically wasn't touched, and the Chiefs defense really doesn't worry me. So hobbled Frank Clark, Mahomes. though. Yeah, okay, fine. Playoff, That's one guy. Playoff Frank, playoff Frank Clark is is. How'd that go last defense. year? How'd that go last year? 
I know, but the Bengals just, never I, won one. The Chiefs did, and Frank Clark was a big part bang, about that. The Bengals got bushed, and you know that that's true. And we watched that game. I wanted them to win. I wanted. We them all to win. did. We were happy for Stafford, win. though. We were happy for. Stafford. We were last year. Different, different storyline. Different game. Okay. Let's get in the NFC round because oh, this. Boy. The Giants did not belong. They didn't even show up. They didn't even show up. God. The Eagles do this to teams in these type of games. I, I, the Eagles are famous. Like when the Vikings and the Eagles played in the NFC championship game, like 2017, six years ago now. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was a different ball game. I mean, they, they just like Nick Foles just walked them, but this is a little different. Wasn't that after the miracle started? Wasn't that after the miracle? The whole like oh, last catch, uh, freaking. I think it was Stephon Diggs with the Vikings, where it's like the last. Oh catch yeah, 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 yeah. With the, the Saints, one, and then the Eagles yeah, yeah, just yeah. they took all the wind out of their sails, and the Eagles just ate their lunch that day. Um, yeah, the game was over in the first drive. Yeah, it's Jalen Hurts looks good. Jalen Hurts is gonna be fine. Uh, that running really game good. was elite. That that Eagles defense. Oh man, like. Next, like, obviously they're going up against the 49ers and the 49ers have a stout run offense. They have a lot of weapons, which is not necessarily the case with the with the Giants. The biggest fear for the Eagles this year has been run defense. So that could be an issue. But I mean, I I want the 49ers to win the whole thing because of my pick at the middle of the season. But the Eagles are just looking prime to go right now. I think the Eagles are the clear NFC favorite. Yeah, I would say so. Jalen Hurts is better than Purdy, for what it's worth. (laughs) They're different. You know, they played each other in college. Iowa State played OU, and OU won 42-41. And they both threw for like 450 yards that game or some nonsense. They're both gamers. There's no doubt about it. They get up. This is like Big 12 reincarnated all over again, and it's going to be a hell of a game to watch to that point. um, it's a funny, it's a funny situation too, where you're going like at this point, Burrow and Mahomes are both like ironclad best quarterbacks in the league situation, and then the Jalen Hurts come up this year has been big. The Brock Purdy come up has been completely confusing and awesome. It's like two guys that you're like, hey, let's see if they can take that next step against two guys that are just solid quarterbacks in the league. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. What I think is great now for the Eagles is that they get Dallas Goddard back fully healthy AJ yeah. Brown. They tried to take him away, but they didn't succeed because of Dallas Goddard and Devonte Smith had a banger of a game. He's so six receptions, good. 61 yards, one touchdown. He's so hey, good because he NFL has writers. Is he too small to play in the NFL? No, the answer is no. no, he's all right. He's figuring it out. He's going to be a, okay. Yeah, no. And he has his guy that he like grew up playing ball with. So yeah, that helps. <laughs> Yeah. To the point, the Eagles just smoked them. That game was over before it was like by the by the second quarter. You're like, yep, okay, next game. Yeah, because well, wait, there isn't any. <laughs> it was it was literally like twenty eight to zero, and then the only the only reason they scored seven is just because they like put it up in the third quarter, and then I was like, all right, it's over. <laughs> like it was so over the whole game. It was so bad. It, congrats to the Giants for getting there. They got further than we thought they were going to, but. This is one of those like, hey, obviously one team's a lot better than the other. This was the biggest opportunity for a blowout. The only argument would have been made 
like that they're in the same division and the Chiefs and the Jaguars weren't. But we talked about it a little bit like, hey, maybe the Giants got something. No, it wasn't even close the whole entire time. There's the Eagles. Goes to show you, if you look like you have the juice against the Vikings, chances are you don't. You don't because it's the Vikings. Because <laughs> it's the Vikings. To the point, it's the flipping Vikings. Now, can we just talk about how the Cowboys are not America's team? And I'm sick and tired of it being said because I knew they were going to flounder at some stage of the game. Mm -hmm. And Dak Prescott, mm, you're not that guy, pal. Didn't work out well. Not that guy. Two interceptions does not look good. That 49ers defense is so good. Um, And I don't Mm -hmm. know if it was a good or a bad thing that they won such a close game because, you know, they ended up having to score at the end to really, like, you know, solidify the, the win there. But. One score game, neither of them score 20. It's just this was the dichotomy of like last week to this week. The Cowboys couldn't do anything this week, and they had their way last week. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I don't know. The whole entire like Cowboys scenario is hilarious to me because I don't want to see them win. I think it's funny. It's similar when the Lakers lose in, uh, in the NBA. Yeah, America's team is funny. I like that. They were America's team in the 90s, but, you know. That was 30 years ago now. And I mean, Brock Purdy didn't have the greatest game ever. He only threw for 214 yards and he didn't even throw for a touchdown, but he didn't turn the ball over. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey did what he did. Elijah Mitchell does what he does. I mean, Dak, that's kind of why I think it was, um, I think it was a positive thing because they didn't need Purdy to just play off his, off his butt the whole time. Just, to win the game like they did everything they needed to outside of that where Brock Purdy could just play his game 19 for 29 214 not a great game not a bad game take care of business every day so to this point the Cowboys Brett Maher clearly has the yips I don't he he didn't make I mean he made both of his field goals yeah but he didn't make an extra point all game long yeah, the stress, really the stress. Scary. So do you see what they did? They brought in those like a bunch of kickers to like try out or whatever. Um, no, I didn't see that. That probably yeah, they did that. Him. They did that last week and they were like, you got to hit this. So like, obviously the pressure was there. And then Jerry Jones gave him a pep talk before the game started because he missed like a couple of the kicks that he was doing in practice. Oh my think, God! If Jerry Jones is like, talk, do you think that pep talk? Yeehaw, like, motherfucker! I gotta tell you, if you don't make these field goals, you're gonna be caught in my barn for the next 15 years. I'll be like, God, oh listen. my God! <laughs> he goes up to him. Listen, if you fuck up one more of these championship runs that we could potentially go on, I'm gonna put you out for pasture. I swear. Right. Yeah, exactly. So you're you gonna be just like Lassie. <laughs> You're going to be just like my old studding horse. All right. You ever see old Yeller? He was good. He was good until he wasn't good. You ever seen, you ever heard of George and my some men? You're going to be, you're going to be Lenny. (laughs) Keep it up, buddy. You're not going to be Brent. You're going to be Lenny. Lenny. (laughs) Yeah, no, he's, uh, he's not the kicker for the Cowboys next year. That was. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah, no, I, I, uh. I believe that Dak Prescott isn't that guy. I, Dak, Dak Prescott to me is like a faster Kirk Cousins, and it shows kind of game yeah. in, game out. Mm-hmm. This team was built to be running, 
And then Tony P goes down, broke his basically his leg, which really yeah, screwed, screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. That's really sad. And and Tony P was showing that he was going to be like the bell cow. And then Zeke has just become like a short down back. And yeah, like he's not he's not an every down back anymore. He's not a three down back. anymore. No. He can't do that. No way. And they paid him a bag. So now mm-hmm. you're stuck with this shitty contract. Tony P, who hopefully comes back healthy next year, he clearly showed he could be a starting running back for you. CeeDee Lamb, don't get me wrong, epic talent. Dalton Schultz, one of the better tight ends in all of football right now as it sits. But they just could not compete with this defense that's clearly lights out for San Francisco. And I think we do personally have the best matchup for an NFC Championship game this upcoming Sunday. We luckily... Bait like after the Jags made it and the Giants made it, and it's like, oh, there's a bunch of weird teams in the playoffs. We ended up with having the four best teams in the NFL playing each other. It's really what's yeah, happening, we did. right? Literally, now. literally, Bengals and the Chiefs are the best in the AFC, the 49ers and the Eagles are the best in the NFC, and we've kind of been saying that all year. It's how it should be, in a way, though. Yeah, you know, you have to prove this. it, like, you're not just going to automatically do that, you have to prove it, but I'm just Sometimes it's nice when the normal thing happens that you expect to happen. Like this is this is what I expected to happen, except the Bills. But the Bills proved themselves to not be that good last week. So Bulls are sus, bruh. No cap. The Bills or the Bulls or both, both, <laughs> both, both. <laughs> okay, should we uh, should we throw our picks in here for next week? I mean, I can. Yeah. If I lose one, I'm fifty percent here. So. Let the let the let the shit show continue. Let hey Vince, this yes. week down to four picks, not five. I uh, I sweep the week. So, just quick reminder: I swept that week. Yep. Okay, I was close to sweeping two weeks in a row in the playoffs. Almost perfect. Next sponsorship we're getting clearly going to be a gambling site. Just throwing it out there. Continue. Yeah. I just want to remind you that you took the Bucks to win the Super Bowl. All right, here we go. Championship okay, round. Okay. okay. <laughs> Who won every pick this year, basically? Okay. Yeah, Tuck. I'm the more Bucks. than like fifty percent guy. I gotta have a chair to sit on, and that's my chair, bud. I am. More I'm like going charity, through it. But continue. Yeah, no, that was good. That was good. Um, okay. I gotta have something, and that's what I got. Make I got, a wish, Vince. You picked the Bucks, <laughs> and they didn't even make the guy. Make a wish, bro. pick, Vince. All right. All right. Here we go. Championship round. AFC. We got the Bengals going to the Chiefs. You're taking the Bengals, right? Absolutely. I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm taking okay. them. They're not. They're not. They're not losing to them again. Joey, it's just not okay. going to happen. And You're right. I think it's going to be an absolute slugfest. I think this game's going to be freaking awesome. Okay. Like down to the yeah. wire. No, it's going to be a wonderful game to watch. But I, I mean, at least you could like, I think at least you could say like either of these teams could win. Both of these teams are very talented. The Bengals yeah, definitely have I the think, hot hand right now, but to your point, I think it's the final four. It's the four best teams that could play the game. Agreed. hundred percent. All right. 49ers Eagles. Who do you like? This is really tough. They're yeah. going to Philly. The 49ers haven't played in Philly. It's a difficult The link to is going to be fucking crazy. It's going to be fucking cold, too. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be a banger of a game. Brock Purdy, lights are the brightest. And Jimmy G may be healthy, they're saying. So no, I don't know how that's going to work. Stick, they're sticking with Brock. I'm not saying. 
So if anybody remembers story time, when Tom Brady was in his rookie season, or no, his sophomore year, basically. No, he was a rookie, to the point. Bledsoe goes down, right? And then Tom leads his team to the NFC Championship game. Well, Bledsoe was healthy at that stage of the season. And then Bledsoe came in and took the Pats back to win, right? And that's why they made it to the Super Bowl. Now, not saying that's going to be similar here, but it's similar feeling. So, hmm. My gut is telling me that the Eagles win this game. And my most recent pick would be that of a Bengal bird, Tiger bird, Super Bowl. So that's what I'm going with. I'm taking the Eagles. Well, 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 look at us. A podcast divided, Mike. Uh, I took him halfway through the year. I can't give up on him now. Purdy till I die. It's time to purdy. They're going to win, and then they're going to purdy after. So I'm taking the 49ers again, like I said before, evenly matched. This weekend has the opportunity to be one of the most awesome championship weekends of all time. So I'm really excited to watch this, but let's go. I got Chiefs 49ers in the Super Bowl right now. You got Bengals Eagles. So let's have some fun. So there we go. There is a time traveler on Twitter, a self-accredited time traveler, who has like the next 10 Super Bowl champions from 2020 to 2030. And he's right, right two in a row, right? He's right two in a row. And then the third one is the Eagles. So he said 2023 is the Eagles. Very possible. Very we'll possible. A whole episode dedicated to the Super Bowl. Fun fact. Brian Kelly got overpaid a million dollars in 2022 from a recent audit of the LSU football program. So not only is Livy Dune making fucking bank, you got Brian <laughs> Kelly and his family out here making an extra million dollars like he needs it. Ten years, hundred mil, so it's ten mil a year. You believe this shit, Vince? First off, that was the first gymnastics reference we've made ever on this podcast. podcast history. I mean, um, number two, who cares about a million dollars? He's already making a hundred million. But I, how did he get overpaid? Did they just like give him too much money on his paycheck? I think so. I think and what's the difference between a hundred? Like, I would like a hundred. I would like a million dollars. It would definitely like change my life. But oh, what's 100%. the difference between a, what's the difference between a hundred million dollars and a hundred one million dollars? LSU <laughs> accidentally overpaid Tigers football coach Brian Kelly by a million dollars during the first year of his ten-year hundred million dollar contract, but discovered the error and has moved to correct it. The Louisiana Legislative Auditor's Office said Wednesday he was overpaid basically 1.1 million. How? I just want, can they overpay me a carrier court, please? Like, come yeah, on. There's um, one time that happened to me one time in a way smaller scale with my, uh, when I was a server. Um, oh. cause you get, you get like a, a smaller, uh, what do you call it? Hourly salary because you get tipped or whatever. Yeah, you get tips. Yeah. Um, so I think I got like eight, bucks an hour or something like that um and they ended up giving us 18 bucks an hour so did you <laughs> say went, anything I, I didn't i took that shit and cashed it <laughs> and then after that they're like everybody give it back i'm like oh mine already won in i'm sorry <laughs> and oh myself. so <laughs> bad whimsical whoopsie daisies <laughs> that place ended up closing after that after a little while so <laughs> whoopsie it's be all because of you vince yeah because I they're taking that extra 55 dollars <laughs> That extra $55 could have made a difference for fucking Houlihan's. 
That's what Anyways. got me. It wasn't Hands for what it's worth. Don't sue me, Hands. Don't sue us, Hands. Maybe sponsor us, Hands. You ever had the, the, I mean, Hands? it's okay. It's like, yeah, my mom, my mom liked Friday. that place. Yeah, they opened that in, uh, in our hometown, my mom. Yeah, I'd go there. I'd get a Long rules. Island and a couple, couple snacks and call it. I think I went there with your brother once. Real talk. Probably. Anyways. <laughs> With all that being said, Livy Doom, considering we're on the gymnastics talk, uh, there are reports, and we're talking about Joey B, there are reports out there that that was like a thing at one time. FYI. Although, and let me tell you, I don't blame him. Joe Burrow, though, has a girlfriend noted, and she posts all about him on her Instagram page. Go on Joey B's Instagram page. No sight of her. Dog. 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 I mean, I get that, though. He's like, I don't want you to be all up in the spotlight with me. I'll let you do your own thing, and then he's just going to take care of business, and God damn it, he does. No one can tell him what to do at this point. Joey Biggs, the king of Ohio, man. And with all that being said, Vince, another great episode in the books. As always, people, we appreciate you joining us. And as you know with the podcast – you got to work on buying some Henson shaving products because they really yes. are outstanding. And then not only that, you got to like it. Okay. Like it. And you got to follow it. Follow okay. It. And not only that, but, and I tell you this every week, you got to, you got to share it with your grandfather. If there's share any grandfathers it. listening to the show, reach out to us, whether that's individually email, whatever it is. Okay. Taxi squad pod seven at gmail.com. Reach out to us. Tell us how you're feeling about it. All right. And then not only that. Send us questions. Be like, hey, why is uh, Vince so mean? And I'll be like, I'm not. I'm sarcastic. Why is Vince so terrible at picking NFL picks? (laughs) Yeah. No. All right. We don't know. I think he knows things. (laughs) We think he does. I mean, he's a part of a sports podcast for Christ's sake. Yeah. But we just don't know. And with all that being said, you got to rate it. So five stars, okay? And then on all platforms, whether that's Google Podcasts, whatever you get your pods, you got to make sure you rate it, all right? So with all that being said, people, we will see you next week. Peace.